everybody, welcome to a magical, mysterious, unexplained bowl of dude soup. You uh, you put your spoon in it, and then it rusts immediately because it gets old. Cool. Whatever that's about. Uh, I'm your host, Lawrence Sontag, joined by an a expert panel of uh, people who will pick this trailer apart and tell you everything you need to know. Experts. Experts. Uh, there's Metal Gear expert Adam Kovic. Meh. You had the most fan art. Adam would know snake, the most about Metal Gear, wouldn't he? But by knowing the most, you know the least. That's nothing oh, to do with Metal shit. Gear. Think about it. Oh fuck! Uh, there's Big Boss Bruce. Wait, so then I know the least, so therefore I know the most. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, I'll take it's it. not cluttered. I'll take it. It's also true. And uh, the world's very first male quiet, James Willems. Hello. This yeah. is the most clothing I've ever worn. It's true. You hear through your skin or something. Kojima dressed me so that way I could cosplay myself. Yeah, man. <laughs> How how uh, how handy would that be? Being able to cosplay yourself? Yes. I do it sometimes. Having uh, I go to a convention, I was like, I should wear that orange gorilla shirt. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's what I do. I wear the uh, checkered shorts, and I know it's me. Man, I guess no matter what, you are cosplaying yourself every day. That shit's deep. I could be Kojima. That's not true. Yeah. If I wear, like, a collared shirt and mm-hmm. pants, that's not me at all. But you're formal, Bruce. You're, you're cosplaying a variant. Is there a formal Bruce action figure you can buy? There will be now. I'm gonna like merchandise a play the shit arts out of this. version of Bruce. Yeah, mm, that's cool. Really detailed. Made by Todd McFarlane. This podcast is brought to you by Sherry's Berries and Movement Watch. Uh, you can get a special deal for 19.99 and double your double your berry order for only ten dollars and get a nice little serving tray um, at uh, by using our code Dude Soup when you check out at Sherry's Berries. And you can get a watch with a special gift strap and a uh, a holiday box by going to movement.com/dudesoup. Your all of your watch needs this holiday. We'll hear more about those offers later. First up, man, it's great. Uh, we we're back in it, guys, boys. Video game hype is real again. Kojima saved us all. <laughs> you know, we should say though. Yeah, the game awards were pretty good. The game they awards were. were pretty they good. Did, they like, did a really good job. No downtime. Yeah, Jeff Keighley. Yeah. Did, Jeff Keighley did a very good job this year. It, it keeps getting better and better. Yeah, he, he had to be somewhere, which is totally fine. <laughs> Who, Jeff? Oh yeah, he was going to be here. Uh, we talk a lot. Um, we're best friends. That's not nope. true. What? No, no, I'm saying least, that, that night he had somewhere to be. Yeah. So. Not you. He had like an Amazon package no, coming he, or something, hey, so he had to like just end that show. He showed up at the Mick Cafe after party. Yeah. He was Charlie XCX. I didn't see him there. He was dressed yeah. down. He had like a t-shirt. He was casual Jeff in the way that you sometimes become formal Bruce. <laughs> kind of nice though that they are, there was like the, was it the Bloodborne dudes? The From, from Software guys had their tees. Like, it's becoming like the an actual... I think what I guess Jeff Keighley wanted to be a place where things are actually getting revealed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As it's, opposed to like kind of BSery. It's taking the place of E3. Yep. Well, it's interesting too. Place. I'm sure it's there's the there's some like politics behind the scenes of the Game Awards where you're trying to get your spot at a certain time or whatever. But it's not like E3 where it's like, I'm sure Microsoft goes to someone and go, we'll, we'll show your trailer, but you have to sign a DLC exclusivity agreement. Like, right. there's all these caveats to w- what it takes to get advertising during an E3 press conference. Right. This is just like everybody, all platforms, PC, PS4, mm-hmm. Xbox, all things, you know, all together in one yeah. stage. Nintendo was even doing reveals, which is pretty crazy. Is uh, that Peter Stormare? N- I don't think so. Or just some guy that looks no. like him. It, it doesn't like sound him. like there's, him. It's another actor that, that we know. If there okay. is a Hollywood actor in this movie, Hideo would bring him on stage and then show him like the doll that they are. <laughs> Sometimes they're not available. Like Mads Mikkelsen or Norman Reedus. Mads was busy. Yeah. Well, Mads wasn't in the trailer, was he? No, uh, he's no. been in other trailers. No, I know that, yeah, but I mean, he wasn't in yeah, this trailer. This yeah. Right. Uh, so let's, yeah, boys, let's let's get to the trailer. Um, oh, I, the I, big one. 
my brain is is made for this. Um, I'm kind of the best at it in the world. So apologies, gentlemen, that you the have best. To, you is have to better than Hideo or GDT. Can, no, can, just thinking and talking about video games. Well, can I can I just say one Please clarifier do. before we get here? <laughs> There's no goddamn gameplay in this thing. Well, no, of course, the so. Death Stranding trailer. There was some gameplay that's implied, and <laughs> it's I, not gameplay. No, it's what not you're absolutely saying not is exactly not I, gameplay. And they also didn't say in engine or anything. It is an engine though. Oh, it is. That was confirmed. That's fine. Oh, I cool. There was a lot of stuff. In Phantom Pain, that was in engine and was not gameplay. Yeah. Okay. Right. The, the, like the gameplay ended up being fairly simple, good, good yeah. gameplay, but really not the game that I think they were trying to sell. Hmm. And that's sort of my worry with Death Stranding because now they even took off the handcuffs and said, "Go nuts, Hideo." Uh-huh. And he's like, "I can make a movie, whatever." Yeah. They're like, do you do I crouch in this game? Do I hold a gun? Yeah. Do I walk? So I I had 2017 was a was a rough year for me. <laughs> I'll just say that. Sure. Because in 2016 at E3 or whatever when they premiered uh Horizon Zero Dawn, mm. they showed a trailer of her going out oh, yeah. someone playing That's the right. game really going out ripping down a robo stegosaurus yeah. or whatever and then just like being awesome and I was like that's a trailer for a game because I know what the game is and I want to play it. I can't. I haven't been able to sit down and play. I started the game like three times, and every single time I get bored of the game, and so I'm like, ah. Like, but eventually, you. eventually, you might be able to take down Stegosaurus. Yeah, right? I know, but I can't yeah. get to that point because I've, I'm so like, I get bored with it, and I've heard, I've heard it's a slow start. Yeah. So this is a situation where I was watching it, going like, "Where's the game? Oh wait, I guess sometimes when they show me the game, it doesn't matter." Well, um, it's interesting you bring that up because when I saw the gameplay tra- trailer for Horizon Zero Dawn, I was immediately like, "I don't, I don't care about that game." I know exactly what it is. I played it a million times already. The fact that there are robo dinos instead of just some red dot on the minimap—that's that's pretty. Lawrence, that's kind of the way I felt about it too. Hmm. Uh, and that's that's actually why this got me a little more excited because I didn't have any game. But but here's the thing: I, I want to give credit to something that's Did not right? false advertising. Something <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. like advertising what it is, even if it even if what it oh, is yeah. is not what I actually want. That's valid. Yeah. As opposed to. Here's something that could be anything, and mm-hmm. then you then you you're bought into it on that fact, and then Destiny it's not 1. at all anything. So, I, uh, oh yeah, Destiny One's a great example. So I it, it's funny you bring that up, James, because given what Kojima says about the game, and this this again is is almost Destiny One territory. It sounds like he's trying to design a new kind of game. Yeah, I yeah. mean, there will be guns. You'll move around, maybe. Um, but I do appreciate that we are in an we are in an age to to borrow a phrase from. Adam. I say we live in a world. I live in a world where. <laughs> um, Modern games, the only iteration on game design is mostly how to fit microtransactions into existing gameplay types. It's how, how can you put loot crates in a game like Battlefront? How can you put loot crates in a game like Battlefield? It doesn't seem that there's any new kind of game um, or a new way to play games, aside from the Switch. Uh, move, like Motion was supposed to be that, but it sucked. VR was kind of supposed to be that. It also kind of sucks. So I appreciate that where it stands, it kind of seems like Death Stranding is trying to create a new kind of game Kind of in the ways that Demon Souls sort of brought some old concepts back, dusted them off, made them new again. Uh, that's kind of the vibe I get from this. Not that it will be the Dark Souls of Hideo Kojima, but I think it'll be a similar, a similarly fresh kind of game type. Uh, but yeah, uh, really, you got all that from the trailer. I did actually, and I I can explain wow. why. Well, there, there's a couple things I, you were saying it earlier today. How like the trailer, if you look at it, has gameplay leads. Um, something that just happened, we're watching the trailer right now, the Peter Stormare lookalike tries to kill himself, yeah. he's unable to, he's dragged up into the sky, but pulls out a knife and starts stabbing yeah. himself, and while he's doing that, you can see the the thing around his wrist goes from green to red, mm-hmm. right. goes green, orange, red. So, like, 
The that's, guy under the truck's wristband was already red. That's right. like it's the dead life space meter. life bar, sure. you know, HUD okay. type thing. But now, now here, this is what I hear when someone goes, we want to make a different kind of game. And it's like, okay, so you want to make a click and point adventure game using third person mechanics. Gotcha. Like, no, no, no. It's different. No, it's not. <laughs> I've, I've, I've been down this road so many times with Firewatch, L.A. Noir, uh, whatever that um, other game was for PlayStation with uh, Mr. Robot in it. Oh, um, until dawn. Yeah, until dawn was fun. No, no I know, but that's what I'm saying though. <laughs> when someone new. goes, yeah, yeah, we're doing something. There's like, no, you're not. No, it's I all know. been done. Different doesn't necessarily mean yeah. new, that, baby, and never before seen. Well, I think what Lawrence is going to get what? to here eventually uh, when, he, when we let him talk is eventually at the very end of this, he's going to say that everything's a video game because you know that there it'll be numbers and you have to move to a certain place and do a certain thing. And I, I don't think we can avoid that with this huh. stuff. I, I mean, like, I, I don't know if he's going to create an entirely new genre with this video game. Um, I think that, like, probably the best example of a new genre that we've gotten recently is PUBG. But even then, a lot of people have been saying, that's just an MMO. MMO, that's but just it's, an MMO. It's a third-person shooter and, with well, and see, in a, in a, a bigger map. And so, like, that's what I'm saying is that, like, this isn't going to be some... Uh, genre-defining video game. It'll just be a little different. Maybe it'll have some different uh, video game mechanics we haven't seen that are, have been put together all with one thing. But uh, I don't. I don't think it's gonna be entirely different from something we've never seen before. I, I don't think. Which is fine. It doesn't bother. No, me. it's yeah. fine. It's also you have to look at the history of it. Like, what kind of games has Hideo Kojima right. made for the past fifteen years? A third-person sneaking kind of game, action-oriented. Yeah. yeah, thing where there's a lot of heavy detail on story and guns and. Maybe there's a little bit of a sci-fi element. Here's here's my thing. To, my Death Stranding takeaway was there are some game developers out there that clearly would rather make movies than games. <laughs> you yeah. know, Listen, right? He's one of them. L- no, but I will Hideo's say this. Not one of them. I no. will say this. No, he always makes a game inside that movie. Yeah. There are some oh, okay, people right, that yeah. fully so commit to there. making oh, movies. You're talking about right. heavy rain, and David they Cage, make, yeah. they just yeah. end up making shitty movies and shitty games. Yeah. I appreciate the fact that Death Stranding appears to be, even if it were, even if I could say, all right, I don't want to pay sixty dollars to play this. I'll pay fifteen dollars. You just let it watch. I'll just watch it played out in sure. front of me, right? Like I'll you buy cut it movie. down to two hours. Yeah. I'll watch it out. This is going to be a movie I've probably never seen before. Like a new type of abstract concept. It'll be weird and execution <laughs> and art style or whatever. As opposed as opposed to Detroit, right? Which is fucking chappy. Yeah. Again, like it's like oh bravo. Bravo, yeah, right. you've you've made Chappie, even though Chappie like kind of bombed. It, like I don't understand <laughs> Robocop. So so at the Short very circuit. least I appreciate mm. that he's like, I want to make movies in a kind of genre theme like style that you've never seen movies before. And I still think Hideo Kojima does a really good job of going, when it's time to play, you're playing. Mm-hmm. You know? Sure. Um so I, I that's that when I was watching it, I go, Yeah, I don't know what it is. This looks like he's making a movie, but at least I've never seen. I would totally watch this movie. I, I was going to you know? say I was excited about the fact that it seemed like original concepts. Yeah. Um. Not that it's going to make any fucking sense at all. Oh uh, well. Um. They are promising that. it will. Um. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure they are promising yeah. that. Yes. Mike. Uh. Mark Cerny said, "There's, but this. I think there's something about this. This scene happens about four to five hours in the game, and by the time you get there, you do understand the world, its rules, and what's happening." Sure. Um, and that also the game is playable. Uh, they've said oh, that, really? much, which is really shocking. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was reading up. Uh, I won't get into the hyper detail, but apparently the SAG after strike really fucked with the production of this game, <laughs> given how performance capture intensive it is. Mm-hmm. So they they developed all the engine, all the tools, and they have a lot of the assets. And they're just now starting to do performance cap now that the strike's over. 
So that's kind of that's why there hasn't been a whole lot of media about it hmm. or strong gameplay demos is because they they didn't say anything about a release date though, right? No, absolutely not. No, of course not. Was well, about probably twenty nineteen? I would imagine. Yeah, that's. I think that's a good guess based on the pace they're going. Um, well, and they're also going to let this thing build the hype and make sure it's good. Yeah, because there's so much money behind it. Mm-hmm. Um, something else I thought of uh, at the game of war at Game Awards, Norman Reedus came out and like reacted yeah. to this. <laughs> and remember, remember when uh, the re- we were reporting on um, Silent Hill mm-hmm. and every- and everything like that. And then they were like they were talking about how Norman Reedus like. They can't just pass. Norman Reedus said he hasn't filmed anything yet, or like they hadn't done his motion capture, and so all the. And Norman Reedus says there's no way that like the story could be true about the game almost being done and everything like that. Oh yeah. He, he this motherfucker came out there, and then was like, "I'm glad you turned it into something." These these guys don't know what the fuck they're doing. Yeah, sure. There's just some guy off camera. Cover your mouth now. And then they're good actors, so they cover their mouth now. They don't know what the game is right. or anything. They're just they're I'm doing. I'm sure he had a scribble capture. a scribble of like. A monster from yeah. like a Guillermo del Toro movie. He's like, it's like this, but big. Be afraid. I guarantee yeah. you, afraid he good. went backstage and said to Kojima, like, what was the thing? Like, <laughs> what was the what was the parrot? Like, like he had no idea. He was just right. walking around holding holding a fake baby <laughs> under his arms. You know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I I guess I'll I'll start my diatribe. Wait, I mean, you guys don't no, have to. Please bring it. I'm, I'm curious where I want to know going you, because you've done a lot of research on this. I yeah. was reading Lawrence's research, so I, I think it's really good. <laughs> it's all just scribbles. No, no, no. Yeah. Number I think 23 it, it over makes and a lot over. Of sense. <laughs> so uh, the thing, until I saw this trailer, I'll be honest, I, I thought Kojima was, was off his, his fucking rocker. <laughs> I thought he was pure art house Kojima. Even though I respect him a bunch as a game dub, like like James pointed out, he makes games and always has. Uh, the original Metal Gear, Psycho, or sorry, yeah, uh, Police Knots. They're, they're filled with cinematics. Snatcher. They're filled mm-hmm. with long cinematics. Very yeah. story heavy, yes, yeah. but there is, there is at least a game there, unlike, um, you know, unlike a Call of Duty. They're, they're very scripted heavy to create those moments, but most of his games are more mechanically complicated than that. Mm-hmm. Most of them. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and then you get something weird like Metal Gear Solid 4, which is like five games in one. Very odd. Uh, so, but after watching this, I'm seeing too many connections to be accidental. Uh, so, to start with the title, Death Stranding, as we reported on for the no, that is, uh, that's when a bunch of whales throw themselves on the beach for no fucking reason and die. Um, some of the themes that Kojima already talked about was, um, separation, uh, alien environments, and you can see those themes sort of in, in the fact that there's a fetus, you know. When you're in the womb that's very warm and comfortable, you're thrown into the world and you cry and it's horrible. It probably feels like death because of all the change. Um, some of the some of the high level stuff, and I'll get into the weeds uh, in a minute about what's going on in this trailer. But the high level stuff is like he talks about a big bang, an explosion, creation of life, and then another bang. That's the end. There's a lot of there's been a lot of references to like <coughs> nuclear bombs opening rifts in dimensions. Uh, that was a big thing in Twin Peaks. That's kind of how they talked about Bob crossing over. There was some bomb test in the fifties. So what or like Godzilla for that matter, a nuclear bomb creates a terrible like Cthulhu like kaiju creature. Uh, so I think that's what they're alluding to when they're talking about big bangs or explosions is that something opened a door to another reality that humans can't survive inside. And there are these beings that live in that reality that are starting to cross over and drag humans into it for some reason. And humans have kind of a way to survive, the fetus thing. So I'll, I'll get now into the details here. The, the trailer opens with water falling on plants. The plants grow and then immediately wither and die. Um, this was actually confirmed. This is called Timefall. This is an IGN interview that came out today. 
So the rain or water, which is another very, very common element in this, causes things to age rapidly. And you can also see that in the dude that's trapped under the car. Mm-hmm. Um, he ages rapidly uh, while he's trapped. Um, so you can because see in this shot. his face shot, isn't covered. Yeah, his face, well, his face isn't covered. Boy, but Norm Reedus' face isn't covered either. Reedus was also getting hit. So that's the mechanics have of how like that parka works are weird. On. They yeah. have like these parka things they're, on. They're also, getting, the dude is submerged that's what in I was water. Thinking, yeah. yeah. So, um, so that's, you can see his, like, his hair is turning right, gray. Right, he got older, mm-hmm. yeah. And so th- this also relates to somebody on Reddit, a uh, username BoogieWoo, or BoogieWO, points to a tweet from Kojima. Let me see, check the date on that. Because there is a Japanese manga that has very similar elements to what we're seeing here. So Kojima tweeted in November 2014 about the works of Y Hoshino, who's a mangaka, uh, wrote a story called Stardust Memories. Uh, quote, and this is from Boogie's, Boogie's post, quote, a biologist finds herself stranded on a planet and discovers that the planet speeds up the growth of organisms, including herself. Her only option is to clone herself and raise the child to do the same thing until enough years pass for, uh, for a rescue ship to come. A similar idea exists in the world of Moon by Duncan Jones. So by connecting that, people theorize that the fetus is a clone of its owner, and you protect that because it's how you survive in this environment. If you get hit with timefall, um, your child is the thing that will survive because you will age rapidly and die instantly. Not every one of them has a baby. Yeah. So that that's the weird part. Norman doesn't have a baby, or Sam is his name. He gets one later, though. He gets one later. Yeah, because one's thrown to him. Peter Stormare's baby. Yeah. Uh, the other the other interesting thing is the little uh, claw on the back, the detector that seems to detect these these uh, transdimensional entities. It only activates when he's holding the baby. When he throws his fetus, his shuts off. Sam's turns on as yes. soon as he picks it up. Yeah, I noticed that. Um, but that I think is an interesting gameplay hint. So kind of like you have a radio in Silent Hill, um, if or you have clickers in The Last of Us. If you have like very dangerous or potentially one shot kill enemies or like an alien isolation. By game design, you need to warn the player that you're in an area where you can die to enemies. It's called, it's like a clarion call, basically. And that is exactly the game mechanic I'm seeing in this trailer. That little thing pops alive and starts making that kind of grating clacking sound. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's the sort of thing, it's kind of like the pulse tracker in Aliens. It's something, after he kills the guy, though, it stops. Yes, it stops and they leave him alone. So whatever yeah. these transdimensional beings are, they want to get these people alive. And uh, so this dude gets, he tries to kill yeah. himself. But he, he doesn't. They g- grabs him before he's able to shoot himself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He starts stabbing himself, but he still doesn't die. Because you can hear him scream when he gets consumed by the Cthulhu enemy. So that's kind of another rule. It seems like they only want you when you're alive. Uh, or, and as soon as you're dead, they'll just abandon you. By the way, pro tip. If you exist in a world where things are trying to get you alive, <laughs> and you have to kill yourself to not be taken alive... Maybe not a hero moment where you put the gun to your chin and you somberly think about your just, life. <laughs> yeah, maybe just, you go. Maybe you go like you're going to put the gun down and then you pull it. Like, yeah. Don't don't give them a chance. <laughs> Try and fool them. Also, you can see his life meter like going to red as he's stabbing himself. Right. But it's weird. He also throws the baby in the oil. It doesn't even throw it to Norman Reedus. Yeah. He just sort of like tosses it aside. Yeah. Like you'd think if he was trying to preserve that baby, he would have thrown it to him. Also, themes the cord attached to the. The baby container looks like an umbilical cord. Yeah. So well, it's this very thing like, also has an umbilical cord. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, it, and it's connected via. <laughs> and yeah, look at that giant thing. Oh god. So like umbilicals, it's this like idea, G-O-T. this idea of something that tethers you to life, is a very common recurring imagery in this too. Uh, the other gameplay thing in this trailer. Oh, sorry. So to, to summarize, I think it's going to be a third-person game. That's a pretty easy bet. 
But I don't think the thing clicking over your back would work in first person mm-hmm. unless it's swaying into view and it's like blah 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 blah. Right, right, right. Or, if you, that or would, if you heard it, yeah. Yeah, you could hear it, but well, I feel like also it's also flashes light. So yeah. I, uh, and then also the fact that their life band goes around their entire arm is another third person hint for me at least. Yeah. Because if it was just on the wrist, it'd be okay. First person when you're aiming down sights, you can see it. Yeah. But the fact that it's on the back too. That they modeled it that way to me is like okay, it needs to be visible at all times while the players so walking. Do you think it's gonna be more of a horror focused game, more of a survival, more less than a uh, shoot man, shoot man? I do. Um, and the other half of that is so Norman, or sorry, Sam. Sam sees this terrible Cthulhu monster eat his friend or or corpse disposal man number five. Then he's teleported underwater, and it has actually been again the whale upside down whale. Oh yeah, everything's like upside down and messed up. Uh, so. There's an interview with IGN where they basically talk about this as the death mechanic in the game. Um, so, quote from the IGN article that went up today. From the sound of it, this is where Sam and the player go every time they die. But don't make the mistake of calling this game over. When you die in Death Stranding, you're transported to this purgatory where you're free to explore in first person. Huh. Because of some mysterious unique ability yes. Sam possesses, you can wander outside of your body, recovering items, among other things. As Kojima explains, at that point, you're not dead or alive. It's the equivalent of that screen that says continue and a counter ticking towards zero. And then you're rebirthed into the game world. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, the other idea is that, like, much like uh, roguelikes and stuff, death and rebirth is an integral mechanic. It's not a game over, and you don't roll back to a save point. You die, you're reborn, you continue playing, and then your actions in the game world persist. Also, it's not raining, and his hood is down. Yeah, it's not raining, his hood's down. It's a completely different world. He's in a different place. They, yeah. they seem to have done, like, a Stranger Things, like, he's gone to the Upside Down, or mm-hmm. he was in the Upside Down, or whatever it was. Because now he's back here, and there's a total, like, Evangelion, like, third impact style thing. Yeah, there's, like, these floating gods. It's interesting to me that you guys say a different place. I thought to, this was a different time. Could be. So I thought he yeah. was teleported either, like, forward or backward in time. Interesting. Um, that's that's what I... But different place also makes sense. It could be either one. Um, I, I also think it's interesting, and I don't know if anyone's touched on it, but when the giant dick monster shows up mm-hmm. and everything rises up, it's all rocks except for a couple crabs. Yeah, yeah there's, there's crabs, crabs in there. There's like two the crabs. Forms. Yeah, the life forms. So well, why do crabs get to go up? <laughs> there's a, I feel <laughs> the like there's, side. there's some unified imagery there where, so this looks like a crater, like an explosion. Yeah. There's actually water in the bottom of it, which makes it kind of also look like a dry riverbed or mm-hmm. a dry lake bed. And I think that imagery is consistent where you have Norman, or sorry, Sam, underwater, and he's seeing the terrible Cthulhu monster above as though it's in another reality that he can't get to. Um, and then you have this dry area, which I think is consistent with the, the title of Death Stranding and the theme of creatures that have been shoved outside of their environment and can't live there anymore. Huh. So you have a dry riverbed, presumably a bunch of dead fish and stuff down there. And I think that's supposed to be analogous to how humans can't survive with whatever effect that Timefall is doing to them. And, and maybe the, the fetus is how they survive. I thought an easy narrative grasp would be that the fetus is like the key to surviving, that maybe it can live without hyper-aging in that other reality, or that it can be around that water without dying. Maybe it's in that thing. And an easy, an easy like, one-dimensional sort of story is that Sam, as the porter, the delivery man, has to get this magical fetus to some people who will research it and figure out how to communicate with the other side or exist on the other side. So there's only one magical fetus. As far as we know. That's that's what it looked like to me in this game tra- they, gameplay trailer. They've well, done three trailers now? I would say there's the Guillermo fetus. They said that all, right. all those fetuses were the same. Okay. I think that's, okay. that's what I... So that's, that was what I was getting from this trailer, is that yeah. there is one thing they're like like having to protect. Can children of men situation. Can yeah. we play the, the Mads Mikkelsen trailer? Sure. Yeah. yeah. There it is to the right. Oh, it's all right. Oh, look at that. 
We're just watching Kojima's playlist. Yeah, we yes, are. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, on a, the views. On a larger scale, I, I'm i really happy about this stuff because, like I said, I, I got so bored of new games. All the innovation was in how they could squeeze money out of it. Crab. Crab, which is not Trust a... Trust those crabs. Not a bad thing, but it... Was that, I, was that an actual crab? Even I though... It is. Or is it a weird alien crab? Looks like real crab. There's probably something about how crabs live... Like their lifespan or whatever. Yeah. Or what to the they do. Of this game. And like bottom feeders. Fetus. Fake. Funky fetus. fetus. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. As on a, on a larger scale, given that Kojima's made some of the most inventive, like genre defining games, he has that ability. Um, and given that this game portends to do something new in an age where not a whole lot of newness is happening anymore. I think that's very exciting. I don't want to overstate it because hmm. it could be a Destiny 1 thing. I, d- I did just notice the pin on Del Toro's uh, chestal region right there, his little uh, little pin on his suit, on his what? lapel or whatever. It's say? the same logo yeah. Oh, yeah. that's, so it's on, that's the on the side of the truck. It also, yeah, it also looks like he had some sort of surgery on his head. Yeah. I don't know if you mm-hmm. guys saw the scar across yeah, his yeah. forehead. Yeah, yeah. got a little Frankenstein scar. He yeah. just got hit during filming shit. And they're all, those, those are all trailing those wires. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that like we saw we saw at the end of the other trip. Also, there's yeah. a rainbow implying that there was just a rain. Yeah, really good, really good catch. We're yeah. doing it. We figured out Death Stranding. Yeah, but I what think the fuck A is, is the jump. Yeah, no, a is jump. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, wait, they, never mind. It's on PlayStation. So all they've said is it's an open world action game with some multiplayer elements. That's all we have to go on. I all think right. I think it's third person open world action, in the way that. I don't want to call it fucking Dark Souls of Metal Gear or whatever, mm. but everything I've seen implies that, that there are a smaller number of very intense, very, like, failure state incurring enemies. Mm-hmm. You have to get very good about learning the mechanics of the world, and the mechanics are implied by the setting of the world. And the setting of the world is, like, rain is bad, it will kill you, unless you take these precautions. I feel like there's going to be a mechanic where you have to put down the baby and lose your tracker for a little bit, um, and then get it back. Uh, so maybe it's something like you can only use two-handed weapons when you're not holding holding baby or something. Uh, so there's a lot, and also the the nature of the thing to like turn opaque and also transparent sometimes is interesting. Mm. I don't know I, what that's I'll, all about. I also imagine that this would be uh, more not more, but a lot of PT hmm. uh, mechanics because that's what they were making before, mm-hmm. and they were all really excited about it. So I think all those guys are sort of like, well, we still want to make something that's scary, um, but also maybe we'll have some action in it as well. That's that's what I'm getting from these trailers again is that it's like there's gonna be some a lot of suspense involved like there was in PT so I think so the uh, every 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 major moment of the trailer does involve being near some ter- terrifying thing and hoping it doesn't find you right um, there's not a whole lot of fighting back which is interesting it's mostly just evasion which given Kojima is kind of kind of par I feel hmm. I was just so burned by a phantom pain in the sense that it was never a completed game. like, And it was also, in my opinion, not a Metal Gear game. Hmm. Metal Gear was always, you go to a facility and you do a thing. And then there's a twist. And then someone betrayed you and all this other stuff. It had some cool moments, but like you, you kept going to Russia or uh, Africa or whatever, right? And you'd, you'd take your Huey. You would land. you get on your horse. Uh, bring your Jeep or have woman. <laughs> uh, or sorry, they had, they had horse, dog, or woman. <laughs> Yeah, that's how Kojima sees things. <laughs> uh, that's his order of stuff. But um, there was never like there was never that classic sort of Metal Gear thing. So I'm wondering if he's gonna have the same idea with this, where it's like you always go back to your base and you get in your helicopter, you take off. And he was like, okay, it was cute the first four times, 
But once we got to 63, I started to get a little burned out. I didn't, I didn't, so I didn't play Phantom Pain, but what if I told you that all the other Metal Gear games about going to a place and uh, breaking in were only as a result of what you did in Phantom Pain, building a place that someone has to break into. No, that's what I thought it was going to lead up to, and it didn't. Yeah. But you were building it. I know. So the other games the are the payoff of Phantom yeah. Pain. That's not true because you were out on the water. <laughs> oh, yeah. big shell, yeah. Yeah, Outer Heaven was um, in Africa. You notice that all these soldiers are covered in, like, the black goo. Blood and viscera. Right? Also like- to mask themselves, camisa- camouflage themselves with death. Hmm. So that if life, if those things huh. find things that are alive and then take you away, but they're not interested in death, the tank is covered in, like, dead shit. That he, they were covered in dead shit. I think one guy had, like, a skull. So, like... That's probably the camouflage of the game is hmm. cr- crawling around in like zo- guts. Like they do with Walking Dead and zombies? Yes, like they do in The Walking Remember Dead. Remember they did that? You watched it. Yes, I did watch that season. <laughs> it's not downloading. It is. I downloaded Metal Gear. We're going to play it. It's a good game. It's so huge. It's not a great game. What's it's the a first game? Do we have the first trailer? Uh, I mean, yeah, let me find that. That's where he just wakes up on the beach. Yeah. All new yeah, it's really, sh- it's really short, as Maybe I recall. there's something there. It there feels, probably is. It feels to me like Mads Mikkelsen's the bad guy, and Norman Reedus is the good guy. Maybe. That's that's what I'm getting. But. Well, I'd say Mads Mikkelsen leads, believes that uh, power is the way to survive, where Norman Reedus believes that hope is the way to survive. Yeah. So he believes in this baby, to, that if they can do the baby, they can help people, where Mads Mikkelsen believes that if he can acquire the baby, right. dissect it, Get, and figure out how it works, then yeah. he can ensure his reign. Right. Uh, you know who else opened up with William Blake quotes? On the fucking Golden Compass trilogy. Cool. Oh. Yeah. So maybe there's some influence Crabs. there. Maybe this has to do... I mean, like, Evangelion was all about, like, uh, you know, killing God, basically, mm-hmm. and, like, killing angels and all this stuff. And I know in... At least from what I've read in Japan, Christian, like sort of like culture is seen more as like sci-fi. Mm. Um, it's kind of a bit, so who knows? Yeah, you know when you're opening with like William Blake stuff, maybe it is like sort of like let's kill God, that giant like crab creature in the sky. Huh. You never know. Mm-hmm. Didn't you do that in like Xenogears or something? You're yeah, like, you kill God. That's at the a end. Weird, that's a surprisingly common theme that happens in Japanese literature. There's there's a very like Western mentality that God is good and and like divine. The, those are the bad or the weird creatures mm-hmm. touched. Do you think they modeled his butthole? I hope yeah, so. Absolutely. Yeah, they like model. Like Norman, please spread it. your cheeks. We're getting this oh, deep scanner and we got to put the little dots in there. Yeah. But, the, uh, <laughs> but the, yeah, a lot of Japanese narratives tend to be like, well, there is something that is kind of like a god, except it is it is a creature. Like it's a physical thing that has godlike powers. But you, with your simian ape brain, can't conceive of what it actually is. So yeah, I, there are a lot of those overtones, or I think one could would be justified in reading those overtones into Death Stranding, that these creatures in this other dimension, this other place, have been worshipped as God in the past, and that, yeah, now humanity is interacting with God, or is maybe equal to or parallel with God. Also, in the new trailer, he doesn't have a C-section scar. So right. you don't know when that happened before whatever these events are, yeah. and he doesn't have his weird little USB necklace or whatever that is. He's got five. Which, by the way, they're selling now. They they're already launching like a fashion line from Death Stranding, <laughs> which is pretty crazy. Do you want to be naked like Norman Reedus on the beach? Yes. Norman Reedus isn't that jacked, so I always wonder what it's what it's like to go into a thing in a mocap suit and then have them be like, "All right, we made you look naked and you're jacked." Mm-hmm. Like, nice. <laughs> that was way easier than working out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so, it's, so it's the same shot. Mm-hmm. 
but there's no so there's no there's no um right there's no crater. Uh, crater or he's a he's not in the base of it but yeah the the five they which could this. be like five bosses that you have to explore an open world to find and kill that may be how you progress there's always that um which they kind of hinted at in the the new trailer, that dude floats down mm-hmm. and just kind of points. Uh, damn it! I'm just, I want to get to that guy. I know you yeah. have an ad read. People think so. he's Mad Mickelson. They they think that oh. that's what that character is because he's got a he's got a better more advanced. He does. He has a, he's a more advanced ever. He, he also doesn't have the tentacles fly. though. He's got a little skull in there. Yeah, uh, I think that's your Obi Wan. Yeah. Speaking speaking of selling, uh, <laughs> we got a we got an ad read. So this this podcast is sponsored by Sherry's Berries. Um, Every, every holiday, we're sponsored by Sherry's Berries, and we're delighted to be sponsored by them again. All model. Yeah, thank you. Uh, so if you're, if you're unfamiliar, uh, Sherry's Berries sells uh, chocolate-dipped strawberries. They can be dipped in white chocolate, dark chocolate, milk chocolate. Get some nuts on there. Um, they come in a decorative Who gift box. Them? People have already been eating them. What? <laughs> I said to not. What? Jeez. Well, well, no, we, hold on. We opened them up on Friday. Yeah, when we opened the box. And I said, nobody eat these because Lawrence needs them for an ad read, and there was already one gone. <laughs> what? Really? Yeah. There was yeah, one gone. Like so we and then we were like, one. And then we were like, okay, well, let's make sure not to eat. Maybe Lawrence ate it to test to make sure there were actual berries behind yeah. that chocolate. Hey, gotta be sure. But, no? And then we were like, but let's close it back up. So then we closed it back up again there's and put it in more. the fridge, and now there's two more gone. Excellent. So I, I genuinely want to know who's eating these berries well berries are so good that we can't even stay away from them for two days i'm afraid to eat uh and so they got a special offer this year uh kind of we had this offer last year but it's got a twist now so uh you can get a special holiday pack for 1999 uh and you can schedule it to be delivered whenever you want so it's one of those things where if you don't know who to buy for or you're worried about it arriving in time you can just knock that out right away just go on there order it schedule it you're you're done for your parents or your friends or coworkers or whoever you want to buy something nice for, but you're not sure exactly what they want. Everyone loves chocolate and berries, uh, unless they're allergic. So maybe you should consider that. But you can also double your order for just ten more dollars. So for twenty nine ninety nine, you get a crapload of berries and comes with a special serving tray that uh, apparently is part of the order. <laughs> I thought it was just there to like it, it shipped in an ice pack, and I thought it was just there to separate the. The ice pack from the box, so it didn't get wet. Turns out it's a, a delicate serving platter, and Elise already swiped that. I wonder if she was the one who's sneaking the berries, too. She's I not in today, though. I wonder. She, I knew. Wonder. she knew to not be around. <laughs> but she's using it for her succulents. So if you, uh, if you jump on this order, you get that tray, you, too, can hold your succulents on a wonderful tray. If you don't know what succulents are, they're like plants that don't need much water. Like little bulbousy desert plants. Who cares? Uh, so yeah, you can get uh, nice order of berries in a gift box. Can be delivered whenever you want. You get a nice platter with it. It's all pretty good deal and a solid, solid gift pick. If you're wondering what to get for the people in your life, uh, and you can get that, uh, get that offer by going to berries.com. It's b-e-r-r-i-e-s.com and use our code dude soup at checkout. That's d-u-d-e space s-o-u-p. So once more, berries.com. Use code dude soup at checkout. Get that offer. Uh, I bought I bought them for my mom last year and she really enjoyed them because I don't know what to get for my parents they're re- I mean they're really good yeah they're really really good it doesn't like good food so berries.com promo code dude soup thanks for the sponsorship Sherry's Berries I'm going to be jumping on that I'm going to be jumping on that I, uh, just, I just realized does porter on his suit does that mean teleporter or transporter I think it's transporter he's a delivery yeah. man is what, mm. is what I read into it which is why he's carrying the child uh, man and also people read into that, that number on his, his chest this is God bless the internet for this. So it's, uh, yeah, 0914137. It could be a reference to uh, a scripture in Psalms, no, man, I got which is uh, pretty pretty gross. I think it's 937. And Norman Reedus went to the beach. Like, wow, spot on. Can I eat one of those berries? Yeah, go for it. Yes. I got it. 
Well, cat's out of the bag. <laughs> so yeah, Psalm. Here we go. Psalms 137 or book 137 verse 9. Uh, I don't know where the 14 factors in. Yeah, that's what it. I was just trying to figure out. Yeah, it's not the 14th book because I was trying to look that up. Well, then it, it, it wouldn't be the 14th book. Usually, according to biblical passages, it would be the ninth book, and it would be the verses 14 to 30 through 137. Yeah, it, it's. I don't know how to. I don't know what to make of it, but Psalm uh, 137 verse nine reads: "Happy is the one who seizes your infants and dashes them against the rocks." Oh, interesting. So it's related to infants. It's related to death. Huh. Could mean something. Who knows? Um, cool. So yeah, if you add it all up, I mean, um, I'm sure that the title of this podcast will be something inflammatory and decisive, like "Death Stranding Explained." Um, so maybe. Wow. But I think we've got enough to go on. We got enough to to postulate. But truly, with things like this, there are things you're just not going to know because they're not going to tell you. Um, I do kind of miss this sort of discussion you would have, like yeah. when people would pick apart trailers, go, "Look at this, look at this," and then the game comes out and ended up being nothing. Mm-hmm. It's like that little uh, Star Wars toy you got, the not BB-8. What is it? BB-9E. BB-8. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. like the basically like the the first order version of BB-8. Yeah. Be like, oh wow, they release it. Like, let's look at this image, or like when they release a picture of Ray, and her hair's a little different. What could this mean? And then the movie comes out, and that it's just all fuck all. Yeah. It's like whatever. It doesn't it, matter. Yeah, yeah. But it is nice that I guess it's a good sign for a property, especially a new one, that we know nothing about. We don't know what the gameplay is going to be. All we know is the past dealings of the creator. But people, uh, f- four grown men, uh, spent half an hour talking about what it could be. Yeah, that's a good sign. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, like I, mean, I said, that's good marketing. Like I said, he makes a more compelling movie than the other game makers that want to make movies. Sure. Like no offense, to Uncharted, no, but I, it's I basically just kind of a overly long Indiana, Indiana Jones, Jones yeah. right? Later on, they got into more interesting themes of, like, aging out and, like, having to make a decision between your personal life. But ultimately, he shits on most of those themes anyway. Um, But uh, every single David Cage movie is garbage. (laughs) Um, And what he's doing now doesn't seem to be much better. And, and like, there's talk of, like, the domestic abuse and stuff in the more recent footage of it. And I'd like to think that he has some sort of method behind it, but I also think that maybe people just talking about it because he included domestic abuse may be mm-hmm. like part of the strategy. I don't think Kojima puts crabs on the ground in this thing because he goes, people will talk about the crabs. I think he has a purpose yeah. for the crabs <laughs> and he'll find a way to make the crabs circle around and you go, oh, I love those crabs. Like, uh <laughs> Once again, though. Credit goes to geniuses he, at work. He had what? Like almost a decade to work on Phantom Pain, which don't get me wrong, is a like a technical marvel. Mm-hmm. The way it actually plays on PC, like Lawrence is going through it right now, like, yeah. like the fact that you can like, I don't know. As far I played every Metal Gear game, the main ones, mm-hmm. and it, it's like technically sound. Mm-hmm. But what really bugged me was it didn't seem to play much into the big universe that he built, and it didn't really feel like a Metal Gear game. Well, let me tell you this much: maybe he didn't want to make this Metal Gear game. That Maybe the company chance. he was working for insisted that they would only trust his wild budgets and, you know, long 10-year production cycles if it's towards a brand that they think that they can easily get their money back well, on. That, that's what I was thinking, too, is that, like... But at that point, we're kind of being apologists for Kojima. Eventually, at some point, we have to be like, okay, we know this guy's a great storyteller, but, like, could he just maybe not finish this game, just leave? I know he finished the game and then left, 
uh, he left of his own accord, or did they fire him? They fired him. They, they fired. They basically him. fired him, right? Yeah. So it's kind of I, I don't know. I I, uh, I want to believe that Death Stranding is going to be um, a very unique story that will tie in and be you know really easy to understand, but impossible to actually grasp all the way. I don't know if that really is his well, history. Well, here's here's like a fun story. There's a there's that documentary about the the making of the Island of Doctor Moreau, and they originally had this director who was like kind of crazy. He was he was interesting. He only made that one movie. We watched it, Lawrence. What was it? Hardware or whatever. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. He he had like this one kind of weird hit, like indie hit. Mm-hmm. Um, but then um, they had Marlon Brando in the movie. Right, he was cast as Doctor Moreau, yeah. and at some point, like the whole movie fell apart. And the guy was just like, the director got kicked off, kicked out, he left, and they brought in this other guy. And the guy had no interest in making the movie. He just wanted to work with Marlon Brando. He's like, I heard Marlon Brando's the greatest. And by the end of by the end of him making the movie, he's like, fuck Marlon Brando. <laughs> God damn, what a fucking diva, like piece of shit. And it's like, I'm afraid that might happen with Sony, where they're like, we just really want to work with Hideo. We love him, but then they're gonna be like, My God, uh-huh. he's crazy. We can't deal with him. He's asking for too much money, like Maybe Konami was right about something. I'm just I'm well, throwing that that was like a be, devil's advocate. Yeah, yeah. To be clear, I think it's a you know business plus art are gears that don't mesh. Sure, absolutely. Right? Pure art is always is always going to run in conflict with pure business. Yeah. So there's compromise on both sides. So do I begrudge Konami for saying like Kojima, you got to get mm. out of here? You spending? No, not necessarily. Mm. Do I think it's unfortunate because Kojima could probably make amazing things if there was infinite blank checks and he had sure. billionaire benefactors and everything like that? Probably. I think that could be said for a lot of artists too. But um, the, I, I understand the end result of things. I right. just don't. I, I think you know we talked about a net neutrality like. Um, do we honestly think a corporation is going to have our best interest, given their track record? No. Right. Do I think that Kojima will make a game that's really cool, given his track record? Yes. I think that he is capable of doing it. Is, is it going to be worth the amount of time we have to wait, though? Hmm. That's sort of how you I don't have about- to do anything. You can play a thousand games. There, there are lots of other good today games. Today, no, 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 for the sure. Day it comes out. I'm, I'm just saying the amount of time they put into Phantom Pain. I thought I would like still be playing it today, right? Mm. You're like, oh my god, it's gonna be infinite, but it ended up being sort of like, what is it, like a, a mile wide, an inch deep, yeah. sort of thing. Like, mm-hmm. it didn't feel like there was a lot there that I I wanted. There's no real reason for me to keep playing, which bummed me out. What I'm worried about Death Stranding is, I'm worried it's gonna turn into a David Lynch Netflix hmm. scenario, hmm. which is they gave him, they said, do what you do best, David Lynch, be fucking weird, and then and they got all time? the, they got all the what? Showtime, right? Showtime, yeah. It was Showtime, yeah. Well, oh, it wasn't on Netflix. No. no. Oh wow. Oh, fucking, I I didn't watch it obviously. <laughs> um, but uh, but Twin Peaks was I don't know. It was oh it was wild. It was you didn't you watch it right? I stopped watching it because I couldn't Cause enjoy it. it. I, I couldn't like it. it at all. And you finished it. What do you think, Lawrence? Um, huh. There, it. I think you can be very justified at pointing to some serious flaws with it. I think that I think that it is a lot of David Lynch being as David Lynch as he can be, um, and and I think that's a really valid uh, point of comparison for Death Stranding. So um, I'm sorry because I I should probably give you a quick answer, but so there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff in um, Twin Peaks that's actually really smart and does pay off a lot of the stuff that's mm-hmm. been set up and unanswered in Twin Peaks for a long time. It doesn't answer everything, and in fact, it it ends up introducing more questions than it answers. But it pays off shit from Fire Walk with me. Which is crazy. Like it references the David Bowie scenes that never made any sense in that fucking movie, and kind of adds more context. And 
and it really does kind of indicate that he might know what he's doing with Twin Peaks. Hmm. But at the same time, there's five minute scenes of some dude just like eating soup, or or just like every every outro at the Bang Bang Club is not great. Well, because there's like conversations between characters that are just like really try hard and to, to not me, well acted. To me, it seemed like it was just it was a for the die the most diehard basically like yeah. people that followed Twin Peaks since it was canceled mm-hmm. and were like well, I can't wait till it comes back and then finally came back and they loved it all because it was so weird and crazy there there is a line to straddle and that's kind of what I in my opinion that's what the best artists do they straddle the line of making money and actually making something that that appeals to everyone but also making something that is unique and different um, and that's very very hard to do it's a, it's almost one in a million and I still say it, uh, Nolan's the best at it right now. Hmm. Um, and Spielberg used to be the best at it. Not really much any, yeah, anymore. Yeah, kind of fall off. Um, uh, Bridge of Spies. Uh, Bridge of Spies was a fantastic movie. I yeah. Loved I loved it. Okay. But not a lot of people saw it. So um, that's what I'm talking about with, with Nolan is that he, he's still making movies that seem unique and different, but yet familiar at the same time. And they appeal to my, everyone. My big fear, though, this is something that started creeping up around Phantom Pain, is... Kojima's obsession with Hollywood is going to start to overshadow what makes a game good. Interesting. And so this this is what bugged me when they switched voice actors with uh, Kiefer Sutherland. They're like, like I'm sure he was like, oh my god, I got him. Motherfucker has like 90 lines in the entire game. You barely hear him talk. Whereas previous Metal Gears, it was like those are actually pretty engaging cutscenes and like an engaging story. And that was someone who had you know David Hayter done the voice for so long. Mm-hmm. It was like, was it really worth that trade off that? You could only afford him for X amount of time, and now it's like well, now we got Norman Reedus and Mads Mikkelsen. It's like, oh, okay, this might just be even worse. So I, I, I would guess, and and there's a lot of guessing going on here, but here, here's kind of the the version of events as I saw them. I bet David Hayter was asking for a shitload of money, like too much, too much. Oh, I don't know, because really? he was more than Kiefer Sutherland. Pro- maybe that there. I I've heard references to voice actors. That get way too big for themselves, sure. and they they think that since they are synonymous with a character, that they can ask for whatever they want for that character. Right. Whereas Kiefer might be like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm a working actor. I'll I, I'll get a day rate." I I I mean, maybe I think that yep, yep. gameplay and game story there it is. breeds the need for better actors. Well, not necessarily better actors. I think David Hayter's fantastic snake. Oh, sure, I don't know. But I think that breeds the need for dialogue itself. I think Kojima came up with a game that only required a hundred lines of mm. of what is he Venom Snake? Yeah, I, I guess. Uh, like I, before snake. we get here, I was gonna say brief spoiler. If you haven't played Phantom Pain yet, uh, yeah. you have five seconds. Four, <laughs> three, two. I haven't played one. It. Okay, I'm still gonna spoil it for the you. It's mostly spoiler. You, you are not actually Big Boss. You're not Snake. You're mm-hmm. like a surgically changed character to look like uh, Big Boss, and mm-hmm. so. Theory, I guess you could make that argument that it's like, well, that's why he sounds different. But it was like, but they're still trying to trick you into thinking like that. That also that twist is dumb because you don't even need that in the game. You don't. You yeah. should have just been Big Boss and it would have been fine. And you should have just fought, um, what is it, a uh, Solid Snake at the end of the game. Like you should the the ending of this game should have been the beginning of Metal Gear on the Nintendo, like on mm. the uh, the NES. And I was like, that's what it kept building to. But it was almost like they forgot that they had made. The well, original Metal Gear. They didn't have time I, to finish it. I, I just, yeah. well, I just think time. that, like, you know, the game, who's the voice actor for Quiet? Well, there's the what performance capture lady. No, the voice actor. 
they came up with a character that literally mm. didn't require any dialogue. Sure, it, but they still hired an actress to play her. No, I'm and say, portray her outside like press events and stuff. I'm just saying, like the whole Kiefer Sutherland thing may not be because Kojima said at the cost of getting rid of all of my protagonist's dialogue and lines and everything. Um, I'm going to not hire the guy that I've worked with before mm-hmm. and instead hire this actor that I'm enamored with because I saw Lost Boys, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I, my guess is that he came up with a scenario for a game where the main character doesn't really say all that much. Thusly, why not? And also, it's supposed to be a different character than the other characters. Right. So you why don't, don't I get don't, this other guy? You don't even get that till the end. They don't even tell you. It doesn't matter if you get it at the end. I, you still you still cast for what the what the payoff is. Sure, it just I mean, it seemed unnecessary. I just don't. I don't think you should hold that against Kojima. I'm not trying to constantly <laughs> defend him, but I think mm-hmm. that's one of those things where people are really upset about it. But if it's not if it's not part of the game and doesn't need to be part of the game, you can do kind of whatever you want. Well, to. I'm I'm saying that choice potentially made the game worse, mm. in my opinion. But you, you know, don't know what the choice was. You're saying right. the choice was getting Kiefer Sutherland and how that might influence future games like wanting to work with Norman Reedus or Mads Mikkelsen or Guillermo del Toro. I just wanted a Metal Gear I, game. I think the choice he made may have been to have a protagonist that says less because he wanted you to be that protagonist, probably because he has some sort of sick thing where people were cosplaying as Snake and he goes, what if player think is Snake? Because he's Russian. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what, what if the player thinks they're Snake Oh my God! A story about a guy who thinks he's Snake, and then does the things that Snake would do. But it turns out you're not Snake. I switched you. I pulled the rug out from under you. Ha! Well, I mean, if you really want to do that, they even have a create a character in the very beginning of the game. Yeah. That you don't play as. You're doing. And I know. Player. He's fucking. Yeah, yeah. With you. That's no. what I'm saying. He is literally fucking with you. I'm. I don't know. It. <laughs> I. I just don't think. I think Hideo Kojima is fixated on the Hollywood world, well, but he loves it. if he wanted to have moved into that world, he probably could have already. I think he has... I don't know about that. I think that. he has some clout. Yeah. I don't... I mean, we know... We know other things that say he couldn't have. It, I mean, it I... took th- other people to do those things for him. I think... I think that if Kojima had gone to Konami and said, I want to make a live-action movie or some... Any sort of anime company I want to direct an anime adaptation of one of my properties or something mm-hmm. like that he probably could have I think there's a reason he stays in games maybe well I don't know if he well, yeah. I don't know if he'd want to do that I was just gonna say I don't know if he'd want to stick with his properties he may want to move you know well yeah go other beyond things them. too but I I just I don't know bumper? he's been doing this for a while there. Oh, okay. uh, I was trying true, to find that is. thank you so You're right. I don't know I, I like I'll give him the benefit of the you doubt you know they are making a Metal Gear Solid movie it's the guy who made Kong Skull Island. Haven't they mm-hmm. been doing that for a long? That's been. I like, think it's actually moving ahead now. Hey, Lawrence, though. I think we might have an ad read. Just yeah, just so you know. Yeah, we do. Bruce um, is tired of Metal Gear. No, no, I'm not. I'm not. I just it's just late on me. It's is time it for an ad read, which is kept perfectly with movement watches. Don't infiltrate the desert alone. Take a fault. movement watch with you. I was you. looking at my watch. Yeah, that's okay. Oh, hey, look. are you synchronized? I apologize. There? Uh, yes. Now we're ready? Sync- okay, ready? And, and two, two, three. So uh, this this podcast is. Yeah, you guys can let me know when it's time to infiltrate. This podcast is all about giving you good gift ideas. If you don't know what to get for parents, friends, coworkers, whatever, people in your life, uh, you know what they need. They need a classy watch. Um, Those start at $95, and Movement has a gift uh, option for you, basically, where you can get a, a gift strap, a replacement strap for the watch, and it comes in a gift box. All that starting at $95. Uh, Watches are a great gift. Um, And they say returns are free, but you won't need it. 
That's what they promise you. You'll be so happy with your watch and your newfound grasp of time that you will, you'll never want to send it back. And you can, uh, they actually got a really cool layout. You can basically pick, uh, filter out by the designs and colors that you want to get right to what you're looking for. Or for the person you're buying a gift for, if you know what their sensibilities are, their favorite colors, you can just pick all that out. It's a cool way to customize or personalize a gift that may seem a little impersonal to begin with. Watchers are never impersonal, though. It's a classy gift for classy folk. Um, and if you go to movement.com slash soup, you basically get that package that I was describing earlier. Watches starting at $95, a free strap, and elegant gift box, and shipping is free. So you can just have it shipped right to the recipient, the lucky recipient of the cool. Movement watch. So once more, that's movement.com slash soup. That's M-V-M-T. Uh, it's a... That's a hip and new brand, so they dropped all the vowels. MVMT.com slash soup for watches starting at $95, free gift strap, and free shipping, direct to your lucky recipient. So thank you for your sponsorship movement. Thank you for all the nice watches. I, uh, I'm classy as hell. I will always be forever now. Why are you so defensive? <laughs> well, I know. I'm classy, right. damn it. Validate me. I like that you have all of the resources of your own mobile, or not maybe not mobile, but water base and helicopter and everything, but then there's a chain on that door, mm-hmm. implying that you can't get can't in. Can't go in there. Yeah. <laughs> so the the whole, like, the narrative around Kojima is fascinating because he's, he's, he's not, he doesn't slip, he ships products and has for decades. I think that, that really counts for something, especially when you're dealing with people who are like, oh, I want to make movies, um, or people who can't ship anything. He's done it, and he's, he's done it many times, and mm. his products have been commercial successes many times. And I think that, I think that, to, uh, he's owed some credit for that and also what I read into it is I think you guys are right I think he was at Konami he was tired of making Metal Gear because like I think starting at 2 he said this was the last Metal Gear he was ever going to make yep. Konami probably wouldn't greenlight anything except Metal Gear so now he's in this weird position of well I'm Zone sick of, of the, making these Zone of the Enders yeah they did put out Zone of the Enders he also did Boktai and I think that he has a legacy of also kind of like directors will also oscillate between big budget and like more arty films or actors will Keanu Reeves as an mm. example I think he he may enjoy hobnobbing with Hollywood elites, but he also can make games and enjoys doing that too. And I think for some of the games he's worked on, they would not be what they are if he didn't. So I think in this case, what happened is he was at Konami. He was trying to close at Metal Gear Solid Five. They were getting really pissed off at how much money it was taking, earning nothing back. Um, which, by the way, imagine you worked at Konami, you greenlit Death Stranding, and then three years later, $60 million later, that's the trailer you see. Right. Mm-hmm. You'd be like, get the fuck out. No, you don't get to keep your parking space. You're fired. Um, but what I think happened is Konami got tired of the lack of return on his projects in relation to how easy it is to squeeze money out of Pachinko and Slot and all that. Mm. So they wanted him out, but he was a big name. He's a very sticky name. They couldn't get out without being the bad guy. So they're like, fuck it, we're the bad guy. Get out. Um, then Sony swept in, got the PR win by scooping him up. Mm-hmm. And then in addition, they said, okay, you got, you got kicked out for being too Kojima. We're going to make sure you're the most Kojima. So I don't think it's, I think it's half, this is maybe the project he wanted to make, and half, this is what Sony ordered. They wanted an art, a fucking explosion art piece mm-hmm. that also was probably still a persistent online multiplayer experience that can I hope so. be microtransactioned. Um, I'm guessing that's going to be an aspect in some way. You don't think it'll be fully single player like a wolf or? Uh, I, you can play it single player, but I think, I think kind of like this, there will be elements that want to push you into going online and spending money there. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's kind of what I think. That's my read on it. Is that Kojima could have made a very basic small game, but that's not what Sony asked for. And since his project was greenlit by Sony, to a degree, they get to sort of make those calls. 
So yeah, I, I still, I believe in Kojima. Uh, I didn't before this most recent trailer. I thought that he was going a little too art house, but this most recent one that we saw at Game Awards kind of locked some things in for me. It's, it's kind of the difference between having faith that someone knows what they're doing and it is going somewhere mm-hmm. versus something that is more like the first two thirds of, of uh, Twin Peaks, which is like, man, what are you fucking doing? Right. You're is just it, burning time. It's a little telling that they had uh, the same weekend they had PSX and there was no Death Stranding gameplay there when they yeah. were saying it is playable, but we're not going to show it to you because it's obviously not in a state that they're comfortable showing it. You know, isn't that a little that's concerning? True, well, I think, Ooh. yeah, I, I think it's really weird that uh, also like, oh, shoot him. The dudes like the FromSoft guys, um, they were at the Game Awards. They were there for what? Like a oh shit, for a like a three second teaser. And I was like, okay, so they're going to show something at PSX. And then they didn't. Hmm. So that's really weird, too. Maybe the gameplay demo crashed or, or stopped working or something. But, yeah, um, yeah the, the fact that there were Sony, Sony-related announcements and teases at the Game Awards and not really anything else at PSX was a little odd. Right. I think, I think there's something going on there. I don't know if it's necessarily insidious. It could just be the gameplay demos crashed. Uh, that sounds to me like it's games at least a year and a half away. So well, Yeah, is there a release date for Death Stranding? No. Yeah. Absolutely. Not. So, so my my walk. I wa- I saw it and I was like, well, if someone asks me what my most anticipated games are, it will not be Death Stranding until I actually watch someone playing Death Stranding or I play it myself. Um, and then uh, I think that's wise. But that I'm not going to write it off. Oh yeah. Because I trust the people behind it, and the more and more I see of it, the more I appreciate the aesthetic. Sure. That that's more important for movies than it is for games because there's so much else with the game. Listen, <laughs> Dragon Ball Fighter Z yeah. just jumped onto the scene and it just showed a couple guys going at it fighting, and that's all I needed. That's yeah. all you need because you saw a game, right? Because you saw you what saw it was, and also you love the problem. You knew exactly what it was. You know who walked away in my eyes though, as the winner for that award show was that uh, Vanishing of Ethan Carter slash Painkiller game. That, that looked cool. Oh yeah, that was such a great trailer. That, that was, was a great trailer. Yeah. It, was, was it set it up to be a walking simulator. It's yeah, like, oh, kind of a scary graveyard Carter. you're walking through, and then you end up shooting. Oh yeah, like, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, we yeah, also yeah. made Painkiller, and then you're like, rah, 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 yeah, rah. well, it was awesome. Like from the creator of yeah. this is like, oh yeah, like, but great. also Painkiller and this. I was like, yes, there was a lot of good stuff. Yeah, and that that game actually looked legitimately fun. I was like, okay, I like I like the I like the look and feel. Oh, what song did you get? Nitrogen. Okay. There's another side of this that I don't, I mean, like, I know we brought up PT a little bit, but the, he was working on PT with GDT and Norman Reedus, right? Yeah. See, I, I just, I think, and that game was, just the demo itself was awesome. And I was, I think, what, that was one of my most, probably most anticipated games when it, the demo came out that year. Mm-hmm. Um, I, th- I, I think on the positive side, that if it's anything like PT, that if they're doing a, a similar thing like that and they're all, all those guys are together in a room putting together something like that. Then it's going to be great. Mm. I really think if if it's like that, it's going to be great. Uh, I hope that it wasn't all you know studio oversight that made PT good. I don't think it was. No. Yeah. I think it was Hideo GDT and and Norm, well and Norman Reedus to a lesser extent. I like him GDT. I, I don't like Guillermo del Toro. Is, it's you know it's a mouthful. I just call him just call, Gilly. Yeah, Gilly. Gilly. Gilly well, GT. That makes sense given his penchant for characters with gills. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Shape of Water, real good. I enjoyed it. There's mm-hmm. a different podcast where we talk about that. I don't know. I doubt we'll ever do a movie podcast where we talk about the art house uh, throw, runaway hit, Shape of Water, playing in like four people. theaters. All right. 
Aww. The trailers are misleading. Aww. At the very beginning, it says graphic nudity. There is no graphic nudity see Bush. in the film. You see Bush, Bush. twice. That's the opposite of nudity. No. I can look at the top of your head. Okay? No, you can't. That's the same thing as looking at Bush. No, it's if not. She was shaved down NBA. there, and you could see her vagina lips, and she spread them apart, and her inner labia came peeking out. It sounds like you're desensitized. That's graphic. By looking at too much porn. That, that was the one thing, actually, driving There's away from so the- There's so much more nudity in We're driving things. away from the theater, and both Jess and I were like, that was a lovely movie. That was really cute. And then I thought for a second, I, I turned around and I was like, More Bush. Well, I was like, Do you think the parts of her fingering self in the uh, bathtub twice was necessary? Yeah. <laughs> Which, well, that was the thing was, I. She does everything in water. Well, no, no, that was the thing is, I, I liked it because I thought it was like, Oh, it's very human. It's a very like human thing. And then like to, to sit there and be like, Oh, like, you know, try to whitewash or, uh, you know, try to, I don't know, homogenize like all sorts of parts of American culture, I th mm -hmm. think is kind of a, a disservice. And I was like, oh, actually, I was kind of glad they, they showed that, like, hey, people got to masturbate. Well, yeah, we're not going to do a movie podcast, but that's the best thing about it is it's a fairy tale love story with lots of violence. And real and, characters. And yeah. real characters. Yeah. Sometimes you just got to finger yourself. You going to see it, Bruce? Oh, I'd like to. Two fingering scenes. Oh, shit. We got I mean, I'm not looking forward to those, but I'm they're looking fast. forward to the movie itself. Real, they're real quick. It's well shot. You can save anywhere in this game, right? It's, uh, I forget. <laughs> I think. I mean, what are you going to play it again? Be a maybe. I want to get back really? into it. I mean, maybe all you not. have to do is just know, Adam, get back warning, onto the helicopter. You're warning me away from it. So there, there is. I want to say one really good moment in Phantom Pain. I'll just tab out. Where it's like all your soldiers are like infected, and you basically have to execute them one by one, and they're all saluting you while Aww. you do it. And I was like, that was a cool moment. I wish there were about thirty more of these in the game instead of the one or two that I got. Oh, Dane, Dane, I'm in the newsroom here. Dane's tweeting, uh, Kojima traveled the whole world using Sony's money to look at tons of new tech he had never seen before and now gets to bring it all back to develop with. Yeah, it's funny you bring that up, Dane. Um, Kojima, in, in, in this IGN article that came out today, talked a bit about some of the bullshit he's been getting on the internet. Maybe justified, I don't know. But uh, this is a quote from him. I've been reading a, a lot on the internet of people saying I spent the last year just traveling around and having fun. A lot of people saying I'm wasting time and money, but that couldn't be further from the truth. Um, out of quote, uh, the writer says it was clear this weighed heavily on his shoulders. Back into quote, we've been, we're waiting for the right moment to show gameplay, but right now we're on track with the project. Hmm. And again, a later quote, a lot of people have been telling me you're, like a cra you're crazy like Stanley Kubrick, like David Lynch. And I'm honored, but these are all elements that play into the game design, and they do come together, and they're in line. It's him sort of promising hmm. you guys that this isn't just... In Art already bullshittery mm -hmm. that there is something there and it all it's all unified so at some point. We're gonna see gameplay at E3 then. Also I think it's a fair bet. That's I think it's a fair, fair bet. I yeah. Would, I would also say that awards next year. probably if you're just looking at the writing process, yeah. for most writers, the longest part is the research. Mm. Figuring out what the hell they're writing about and and mm. the details of that world. So maybe cut some of the world's top creators some slack if they're traveling. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Like, Finding inspiration. Well, yeah. and, and the fact that he put together an engine, a triple, a top tier engine that is working and looks amazing mm -hmm. in that amount of time is a technical accomplishment. It's pretty awesome, mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, even disregarding all the artistic nature of it. Now, to be fair, we did see him at RTX Sydney. He was traveling the world. Well, yes, but he, he was in the same room as us. He didn't throw the boomerang back. Yeah. But he had Poor his guy. own little, like, tent. That we weren't allowed to go to. He kept coming in out. Who knows what he was doing? He was in taking there. pictures of the cheese boards. He did our, have a camera. Not everywhere. Everywhere. It was very cute. Back. All right. Yeah. Uh, hard netting. So last week was a tie, which means it went up to a vote. And Fat World has cinched right, it against okay. Omega vs. Genetics. Yeah, yeah. They accept it. 57% to 43%. Uh, we accept the, the viewership's ruling here. So the Fat World wiki. Let me pull up that link. 
uh, is the reigning champ. But I got something a little different for you guys today. Something, uh, let's see here, where are you at? Oh, you know, Kojima actually did go to Weta. With one Bernie Burns. So I'm just saying, even that was research. Interesting. Which, right. once again, how do you not have that connection? So there's the Fat GDT. World, there's the Fat World Wiki, mm-hmm. which is a wiki uh, laying out the rules for the world in which women are very fat. Mm-hmm. Um, celebrities, mostly are. celebrities. What about? Oh, we didn't check this last time. What oh, about? Oh, no. they had Elise. Whoa, Elise put on. I took weight. that photo. Congratulations, James. <laughs> Boy, that must have really turned you on, though. She's only 300 pounds. She could have been heavier. Could have been heavier. Boy, James. Katie Cassidy, I don't know. There's two oh, Elise Willems. There's a lot of Elise Willems. A lot of oh, additions. They're all just, just edits. They're all edits, yeah. Okay. Well, congratulations, Elise, She's for being a doctor. Accept the award. Added to the, yeah, that's a bummer. Why she has a headache, I guess. I wish you'd said how much I weighed in yeah, this Yeah, I know. I, w- I want to know. I want that. Do wanna... the men change? We didn't establish whether or not the men oh, changed. Oh, dear. Well. Metal Gear is still going. I was like, why is Hitler yelling at me? What is that? <laughs> uh, and this this week, Fat World Wiki is going up against the Hypno Beast. So this is a... A furry, a self, a self-avowed bear, that teaches you how to become your best furry through hypnosis. Cool. Become a lion. Become a wolf. Um, visit a hip guided imagery. What's the best one? Uh, I mean, I like I'm not going to lie. They're all. They're. I mean, they're calming. As the energy of this wolf valley seeps into your being, but perhaps you're already already. This is like the opposite now. of ASMR. Like his voice is like the most unnerving you voice. Kill yourself? You don't want it close to you or whispering and in your ears. More or less a good thing to become more sensitive now. Why does he sound like he's always in the end of a cum? Yeah, he's got a Patreon. The secrets that seem to take you deeper. All right. So his uh, here's his Patreon. He's got a pretty good pitch. Hello. I am the hypnotic beast. Oh. Lion that does real hypnosis and guided imagery. Click on, I want to see how much. Try the six pack in case you haven't noticed. How much does a Patreon have? Ten years of experience. Oh, let's see. Where is there? Is there no link? Come on. I'm in psychology. I went for a year of training as a hypnotherapist in Los Angeles. However, I prefer making artful recordings online. We should visit him. My recordings tend to include relaxation. That's pretty good. Not bad. Yeah, Even at a dollar, a patron. Um, one of the better parts about it is the content paragraph uh, says, I will aim for sensual relaxation and focus on fun stuff. I will, however, do suggestions for positive growth now and again. Also, new recordings are going to be PG-13, which means I might say, your package is growing huge, but I won't describe any sex scenes much nice. like Shape of Water. I appreciate that. Uh... Big fan of mythic and animal transformation as well as growth. I also like doing seasonal stuff like monster transformations for Halloween. A reindeer for a Yule. I like gay bears, so don't uh, expect anything that isn't big and hairy. <laughs> I also like meditations to fantasy and natural settings like forest caves and plains. I think we're getting blown up in Metal Gear. Oh. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh I guess some dude found me. Take cover. <laughs> Hold on. Get Hold down, on. Venom Snake. Oh, yeah, they're all, they're all over me. Right. It's, it's, no, no, I'm laying. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, he'll be I have right. no quarrel with you, soldiers. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, I think you just pause it, right? I don't think you can. You're in the open world. Uh, yeah. And they often include furry themes. No. So. This patron is, is different from other wiggle? crowdfunding mm-hmm. campaigns you may be familiar with. Dramatically different there between the animated art style. This is like Ninja Turtles in the, oh, and his, in the 90s. His so banner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so. That's uh, Hypno Beast. This is a. Uh, Three months, Three months ago. ago. Four years ago. Four years ago. All right. It's an interesting spread. Yeah, not not good execution here. You might become aware of oh. the mysterious rays. I want to know. I want to hear him get to the lion stuff. I imagine this, this is all end. part of it. 
I'm it's not, not about. It's not now. You become a lion, Bruce. By the way, the, you have to travel the Serengeti. And are there are no likes or dislikes on this video. That's no, probably Zero. Try, try to hit like. See what happens. Disabled. No. Added the like. Here's the first like. Here's the first like. I hit it again, so it goes away. Okay, yeah, I'm on my work account. Samari's phone went bing. God, that line is jacked. Oh, the Savannah. There we go. See. It's not instantaneous. Right. I don't want to so hear. It's a process. I know, I know that, but what I don't hear. You need that lion mind. There we go. And wouldn't it be great to feel the ground beneath your forepaws? I would. The wind in your fur. What happens as you. How long is this video? Seventeen minutes. Okay. Nineteen minutes. That's commitment. I'm trying to get into it here. This isn't the right situation. Here, to get in this chair. <laughs> okay, that's more comfortable. I'm gonna close my eyes. Yeah. yeah. I'll turn it up. Lean back. Yeah, you need to cover your... Oh, it's cracking a little bit. Here, cover your yeah, we'll face cover in some new face. merch. There you go. Oh yeah, we got new merch. Yeah, Tom Bruce's face. Lion frame. Do you feel the dirt on your paws? It's good. And as the lion part of you becomes stronger and stronger, the whole of you stronger as well, doesn't it? And all those wonderful lion qualities. Like Don't laugh. Leadership. Lion qualities. Really? You're going to have to elaborate on what the lion's <laughs> best It didn't work. I tried. Okay. I really tried. I gave it a solid 30 well, seconds. Hey, do you think he's going to go? He's like, if I'm lying, I'm dying. Fuck me. Okay, let's vote. Um, James, Fat World, Wiki, or... Hypno Beast. Hypnotic Beast. All right. Nice. Uh, Bruce, what do you think? Fat Hypnos. World. Wow, okay. I'm also saying think, Fat World. Fat I think world. Hypnotic Beast is is trying to create a world of true change and positivity, whereas mm -hmm. Fat World is just sitting back wishing for one. What? Not no. actually taking taking a oh. part in, in mm. bettering. So The well, fact that Bruce doesn't want to be a lion... Uh, I tried. I really you tried. Start from the beginning. You have to start from the beginning. You can't uh, do it here with the lights on you on a live you stream. Should, you should uh, do it tonight. Go home. Yeah, I probably will. Do it tonight. Probably will. <laughs> and you tell us what happens. I'll be a lion. I want you to film I yourself. Need I'll tell you right now. I'm coming back with a mane. All right. And I'm gonna fuck like this. Legs <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> shake. Which isn't too different. <laughs> All right. Well, hypno beast, get out of here. Sorry, you, your hypnotic powers were not strong enough today, but maybe in the future they will be. Hey, maybe. Yeah. We'll throw a little keep a little it up, patronage man. your way. Um, all right, and one last thing before we go. There's new merch in the store. The the Rip Roar and Quintessential Gamer line is back with the Gamer Wave shirt. Yep, that's me. That's Ooh. my dumb face. It is your face. Yep, it Marble always, Bust. It always scares me. Who made the call to put your face on that shirt? I did. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. There's a, well... Very telling. Once a week, I'll just Lawrence threatens to quit if he doesn't get a new shirt with his face that. on it. That's true, I... often. Yeah. So, I mean, people in the know already know about this shit, but there's a... Yeah, what is this meme? Quintessential vaporwave image. I was... Is, Lawrence had to show this to me. Yeah. Because no, I didn't knows. know. So what is vaporwave? Is that like synthwave? Yeah, well, yeah, it's a, it's a flavor of synthwave. Okay. But it's it's all this shit. It's not quite outrun, it's pretty close to it. Alright. But, um... Yeah, it's... It actually kind of hit real hard about a year and a half ago, it's already on on the tail end of being popular. So I was there That's to cash in. Yeah, yeah, really. <laughs> right as the wave is over. Yeah, we should do like a peanut butter jelly time thing, and I don't know, like... Badger, badger, badger. Ooh, yeah. Mushroom, mushroom. Uh, pork chop sandwiches. What to, else we got? To Lawrence's credit, at least pushed the shirt with her face on it. So... Ha! There is that. 
Yeah, combat. We need, we need to make our shirts with our own faces. Start no, pushing things. Okay. So a bunch of like there's one back, shirt but. with like me on it, and I actively didn't want it to exist. It was, it was the one shirt with me uh, with the, the beer mugs. Oh yeah. And I was like, why are they selling? And I put it on, and it fit like a dress. And I was like, well, I like the design. So don't yeah. make a shirt with my face on it; it won't sell. If you uh, if you want something, if you want some chill beats to uh, to study to or to do some some chores, Vaporwave's a good pick. Yep. Put you in a nice frame of mind. And you can also put that shirt on. And if yeah, if you want to look legit at the mall, if you want the girls to be turning their heads as you round that orange Julius, on it. You know it says gamer on it, right? It does say gamer on it. Uh, <laughs> some people on the subreddit were like, "Yeah, I, I'm interested in that, but I'm not not necessarily down with gamer branding." Sorry, man. Uh, I'm I'm not gonna live a lie for you. You got to buy late. my shirt. Too late. That's fair. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, go check it out if you like. I'm I'm proud of what they did. I, I basically just yeah. No, the design is good. I mean, I like, threw I threw some references there. Your face on a bust. Yeah, no, I know. It's, it's so, classic. I'm a classic uh, beauty. I, it's 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 beautiful to see this thing that looks like it's from ancient Greece, but it has glasses on. Mm-hmm. It makes me laugh. Yep, we uh, we beat it. We beat natural selection. Celebrate that with a gamer shirt today. Uh, and we've got some other stuff. We've got some socks here. Let me see here. we got a nice little bit.ly bit.ly slash FH merch oh. You want to go right to our collections uh, site, but yeah, we got a sock pack. It's got a there's a bat ball sock in there Oh yeah, new socks dude soup socks uh, Some peak socks Those bat ball socks would have been perfect for Halloween <laughs> well, The, the thing is they're great for yeah, you any time of year. That's right. I like these dude soup socks like the can wraps around your your leg Yeah, your leg is the can Oh, peak socks yeah, and little peak socks. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we got some got some new items for you guys. I sent those to us. No, they have not. I want those. I want those oh. bat ball socks. Also, if you're watching socks. today live, twenty percent off today only. Oh really? Free shipping for orders over. Yeah, I'm, I'm reading that right we, now. I didn't yeah, twenty five percent off. I get the email. Oh. <laughs> I'm on the mailing list. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, we also have some underwear. When I was doing the yeah. the photos for that shirt, those are sold out, right? Uh, are they already? Well, at least I think at least told me they were sold out. Uh, yeah, um, the demo diskies. I guess well, the they thing is, I think they were saying they they're like out. they were like uh, we haven't had anyone model them. Do you want to do it? I'm like, no. <laughs> uh, they didn't but, send us any of those. Damn it! I wanted to wear yeah, them. But there, there was I, I a, wanted those too. There was a pair in Austin. I know we're going there this week, so maybe Ooh, we'll, we can all share. Maybe we do an underwear. I think they're sold out. Modeling. I think they're gone. They oh, are already crazy. gone. Hot damn. So yeah, but we also got the uh, faces tee. It's really cool. I like bungalow crew and some uh, some love, even though they're not in a bungalow anymore. Yeah. Limited what are they going to call them now? B-Boys, I think. They said they want to be the Loft yeah, Boys. Yeah, they've been saying Loft. Except oh, I'm going to be sitting in there lost. with them, too. Like Kiefer. So. Yeah, I mean, not really. We're not going to be in the Loft with them. We're not? We're going to be in the conference room next door. Uh, anyway, thanks for modeling that, Adam. Oh, look, of course. You look great in that shirt. You do look great in that shirt. It's a great picture. Yeah. Even though I look sad as fuck. There's also one on the, there's one on the core side. Look at that! See, I look oh, happy. Oh, that was funny. <laughs> All right, well, thanks for watching this week, everybody. I think that rounds out the announcements. Oh, yeah, also, Adam did a cute little experiment, uh, Funhouse TV. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Go. I'm sure we'll talk about it in the post show. Yeah. So That's become a cool. first member and listen about that. Yeah, please. Yeah, and glad you brought that up. We got the post show coming up for first members if you're watching live. Um, if you're watching this on YouTube, listening to it, podcast feed, check it out. It's on the Rooster Feast site. We look at some fan art. We give uh, credible advice to struggling youths. Um, you know, just help, helping the next generation. That's what we're all about here. Uh, so, yeah. Thanks for watching. Um, if you enjoyed the show, maybe leave a comment. Like, subscribe. really helps us out. All that stuff. Recommend it to a friend. Or don't. Just listening is enough for me. I, I, I like sharing video games with people. That's kind of what I hope we do here. So, thanks. And I guess we'll catch you guys next week. Bye. Later. We'll be back in a bit if you're watching live.